Cliff Schechter is kind enough to join us right now. Cliff Schechter, of course, you can find his Blue Amp YouTube channel. That's uh, YouTube uh, backslash Cliff Schechter, C. Schechter, C. Schechter. I'll link to all that a little bit later on. And we're going to have to have you on the air soon. I know you got to run for a flight later on, so we don't have a lot of time today. But I saw a photo of you with the guitar player from Def Leppard last night. What in the, you know Mark Hamill and Def Leppard? <laughs> Uh, first of all, hello. Hi, Thanks man. For having me on. <laughs> I also know Matt McNeil, who's a pretty famous radio personality in <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul, and other spots. So I'm mean, going to say that's pretty important, too. Sometimes I drop um, off your Uber Eats, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a strange story, but I suppose not as strange a story when you look at, the, you know, some of the work I do. There's people that are passionate about key issues. You know, Mark was passionate, is passionate about gun safety, and and um, Phil, I met. I mean, it's very that was a whole strange experience. Phil Collins, the guitarist, I met him because he is uh, because I, there was a short period of time when Howard Stern first went to Sirius. You know, they had all this extra space there uh, where they're putting on new shows, and Robin Quivers, you know, his his I don't know, one of the caller sidekick, because Robin's got a pretty big name of her own at this point. Um, you know, she had a, a show, and she wanted to talk about politics, entertainment. And long story short, somebody who used to book me in D.C. had gone to work for Stern. And she had two famous people on, <laughs> Phil Collin and Lisa Lampanelli, the comedian. Um, and she's like, I want somebody who understands politics and can talk about stuff, but also doesn't take themselves too seriously, who can laugh with us. And, and this guy, my friend John, was like, I know just the guy. And so I was booked on this show, and it was a blast. This was probably about eight nine, ten years ago, and I met uh, Phil, and, you know, we were both on the panel together, and we hit it off, and he's the nicest guy in the world, and so when Def Leppard comes through town, when they're anywhere near here, or we're out somewhere where they're playing, you know, we, we, we check in every once in a while, because he cares about politics, um, and uh, he, he gives us backstage passes. Outstanding. So, uh, it, it, was, it was amazing. I'm a fan of, you know, I'm a big fan of everything from sort of classic rock to to, to rock and roll, hair metal, 80s rock, you name it, and, and they're kind of a mixture of some of those things, and Motley Crue was there too, and so was Alice Cooper, who puts on this incredible show. So yeah, we, we uh, drove up to Columbus, uh, which is about an hour and a half from here, spent a good eight hours watching music. Wow. Um, it was fun. Very uh, cool. It was awesome. Very cool. I did yeah. have Ilhan Omar on with me last Thursday, so I guess you and I, we, do, we do run in some circles. Well, you know, it's inevitable if you do media stuff and you and you do the stuff that we do. Is you know, there are some some people, whether they're elected officials or or you know, celebrities in entertainment and you know, music and whatever, who are passionate about this stuff. I mean, there's a few other famous folks that I know too, and it's not that I'm the coolest person in the world. It's that uh, they're passionate about stuff, and and I end up working with them on stuff. No, it's pretty cool. You are pretty cool, dude. Don't don't undersell yourself. You are pretty cool. All right, so let, let's not bury the lead. Ohio last night, Republicans trying to change the game, the the the, the playing field to try to stop the other team from scoring. It, it it blew up in their face. It ended up being, I think, a 13 point win. Voting down yep. the uh, change to the Constitution, which what was it, a 60 percent margin, a threshold would have been what would have happened if it passed. Yeah, I mean the entire combination of everything they did was about as corrupt, about as undemocratic as it possibly gets. I mean, it all starts with a gerrymandered state legislature that refused. They kept slow-walking 
court orders for them to draw fairer maps so that in the end they ran out the clock. They should have been held in contempt and thrown in prison. They were held in contempt, but they weren't thrown in prison, Republican state legislators. And we ended up netting an extra seat, so it did some good that this, this state Supreme Court kept pressuring them. But we, it should be a much fairer, more fairly drawn district, you know, drawn districts. And what, the reason why that matters is even after they themselves just made these, they, I don't know, illegal the right in November, and that two polls showed we had 58 and 59 percent support for it, you know, respectively, they fell in love with August special elections again. So they decided they wanted to preempt us. And before we could vote in November, require us to get 60%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was obvious what they're doing. It's no different than what, what Mitch McConnell's done in the U.S. Senate, where he requires 60% so that we don't pass all sorts of things that have the support of over 50%, you know, in terms of the senators. Um, and a lot of everybody, people got it. And, you know, there was a huge movement to turn folks out and let people know that these corrupt, you know, the exact reason we passed ballot measures. It was a great speech that Teddy Roosevelt gave at the convention where they added them 100 year plus years ago, 1912, saying that, that corrupt state legislators and judges who had been bought off and, you know, had, had, you know, could hide and no longer were representative of the people and that we needed these. I mean, does, could that, does that sound like something that could be written today? No, yeah. <clears throat> so... So, you know, that's, these guys are protecting themselves. They lost. They lost in an embarrassing way. And the best part of all is it was led by our corrupt Secretary of State, who I can go into his career, but he, you know, tied to this huge bribery scandal here. He didn't get indicted, but tied to one of the biggest scandals in the history of Ohio. And he's also magically, oh, running against Sherrod Brown. And so he was pushing it, too. And so it's a huge defeat for him. Any huge defeat for him is a good thing for us. The when I was watching that, and I always do love election nights because I love how they break down, and you can see the real how how the places are voting. Here's the thing that's got to be giving Republicans in that state a nightmare right now. They because they basically threw out any moderate stances they had, embraced a far right policy, and focused most of their attention at getting rural areas to go vote. What they have done is not only have they forsaken the urban areas, but in a lot of Ohio, Cincinnati, Columbus, uh, Cleveland, it looked like, as I was looking at the map, they've wiped out their vote totals in the suburbs in a lot of these cities as well. Yeah, they're, what, they're, what they've been doing is, and, you know, this is a trend that's been going on across the country. When it was about, you know, <clears throat> when it was about regulations and it was about taxes and, you know, land use and some of these sorts of things, um, they, they won moderate conservative and conservative voters who often were people that worked at companies, executives, but, you know, other type folks like that, small business people, um, who just, you know, wanted there to be less paperwork, wanted to, I someone who owns their own business. I'm not saying I agree with them, but I get the, the fact that that's what they, that's what was, what was frustrating them. Um, I, I believe it's justified and we need all that, but that's a different conversation. Um, but now they didn't sign up for the culture wars. They didn't sign up for, in some of these moderate suburbs, you know, the demonizing of your children because they're gay. They didn't sign up for having to worry when their kids leave that day that they won't see them again because Republicans think that we need to do nothing about the fact that, that unhinged people without background checks can get their hands on weapons of war. They didn't sign up for their 11-year-old daughters if they end up getting raped, being forced to give birth to a child of that rapist, and then that rapist potentially having rights of visitation. Um, I mean, these are just some of the more insane things that these people are passing. They're also trying to, to go back to the to a, a you know 
more about the fracking and the, you know oil and gas and and this kind of thing and turn away from clean energy even though we have the second you know most infrastructure for clean energy naturally here in Ohio after California of all states you know I mean it, they just they want to take us backwards on all of these things and people are rejecting it um, and it's, what's interesting is the the non-religious extremists you know it was blue collar voters in Northeast Ohio here. Now, they didn't just lose suburbanites. They lost a whole lot of them, and they're the ones who bought Trump's on, you know, when Trump pretended he was a trade warrior and all that, which, of course, was all just garbage and demagoguery. But that's the actual reason they often vote for Sherrod Brown, too. You know, even they may disagree with us on, on a whole lot of issues because Sherrod Brown actually does try to pass fair trade agreements and does try to protect their wages, you know, and, and Trump had betrayed them with, with plants. He said, we're going to be there. And so there's a lot of reason for hope there. That, that these folks were the ones who said, this is ridiculous, um, and they walked away from this, and they were with us too. So they're losing suburbanites, but they're even losing around the margins now, rural voters too, which is incredible. And the last thing I'll say, not to mention, um, you know, there was a study that was just done in both Florida and Ohio, and it showed that, that they're literally the differential because of uh, the right acting like a bunch of morons and telling their people not to get vaccinated. It just made a legitimate difference. Like once there were vaccines available, something like surplus of 12,000 Republicans have died here. Mm. So they seem to want to kill themselves. And, you know, when you're dead, you can't vote. Um, I'm not saying, obviously, that's responsible. That's not enough. But, you know, around the margins on things, it just seems like they've done everything from extreme politics to harming themselves to put themselves in a position where Democrats are very competitive in a state, again, that only has a couple point Republican lean. They've made it seem much more Republican because Trump had Trump's pitch on trade and things resonated with them and they gerrymandered the hell out of us. And, and and once again, it shouldn't be mentioned that when they come on out there and they, you know, the, the worst thing that's hurting Republicans right now is these safe Republican seats where they could yep. run a turnip with an R next to its name and its win. And those people have no fear of saying we're going to outlaw abortion. We're going to stop LGBTQ rights. We're going to take us back to the 1880s. And if you're a moderate Republican or you're running in a district which that doesn't fly, the, the calls come in from within your own house at this point. Yeah, and, you know, look, that exists in Minnesota, too. Yep. I have to believe that some of the reason that you guys swept to such historic victories and won back so much in the last election, the same with Michigan. You know, I mean, in a bunch of these Midwestern states where, you know, they bought the Republican pitch maybe in 2016, maybe even in 2018, maybe a few of them even in 2020. But after seeing some of this, some of these working class particularly, you know, women, but also working-class men, a lot of whom are not, you know, religious zealots. They just are more conservative on certain issues, and they may disagree with, some, with us on some things, but it comes down to have you produced for them. Joe Biden's created 800,000 manufacturing jobs. It's the most in 40 years, you know, most since the, since the Reagan, since before the Reagan years, right? We're talking about Carter time, and, and, and you know, and he's done it through passing a bipartisan infrastructure bill. That, you know, that they try to take credit for now. He passed the chips bill. We just, in Columbus, we got this huge new Intel, you know, plant, right? He did it by by passing the, the Inflation Reduction Act, also put a lot of money into manufacturing jobs and, and education and around manufacturing. And so all the things that these Republicans said they were going to do, all Trump's pitch to these folks, it was just a lie. 
Joe Biden's actually been doing. Sherrod Brown's actually been fighting for it, and I'm sure it's the same in Minnesota and the same in Michigan. And so some of these voters that were key swing voters that left us, you know, for a couple of cycles, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And we're winning over suburban voters, and particularly women who Republicans are alienating, and Gen Z is aging into voting, who are offended by just about everything that Republicans do when they open their mouths each day. <clears throat> which doesn't shock me, because if you've seen the size of some of their mouths, they're gaping. <laughs> um, so, um, um, you know, uh, that it, it, it's a, look, you know, I don't want to, you, you never get overtired. We all have, all have a lot of work to do. We have, we have, you know, we have marketing work to do to get out there and tell people who we are and who they are. We've got turnout work to do. We've got whatever, but, you know, it, this is the, after what happened with that Wisconsin Supreme Court seat where we won a seat that we should have only won by at best two points by about 11 or 12. A couple other special elections where we way outperformed what we should do. And now this election, I mean, I think it should be coming clear that how, how many people they have alienated. And they can't help themselves, as you said. They've got no, a lot of these guys have no competition. They come from these right wing areas. And, and are for all sorts of things that, that nobody's been for in about 100 years, as you pointed out. And, you know, they can't bring back together sort of a moderate wing and a conservative wing because the conservative wing has gone so insane mm-hmm. and become such authoritarians, dare I say, as, as Joe Biden said, semi-fascists, yeah. that, that, they're, that they're, they're losing people, you know, constantly. They're bleeding support, as they should be because they're un-American and they're insane. Well, and there's an analogy to a Montgomery dock fight. <laughs> we can, you know, it's like a bunch of guys that think yeah. that things are the same way as they've used to been, and they're nothing like it. And I think, you know, it's, but like I said, the entire thing of Ohio is they see this. That's why they're trying to change the game halfway through the game so that the other team can't score. And that that is the epitome of it. No, that, that is it. That this, you know, they thought they had the state locked up. They don't. Right. Peter Thiel parachuted in and gave J.D. Vance $30 million and got McConnell to match with another $20 million. And that's how they beat Tim Ryan by five or six points. Before all of that happened, it was a two-point race where we actually had a shot at it. You know, I would have given them the slight edge because, again, they do have a slight edge here. But, our, you know, we, we, we picked up in all three House seats that were swing seats. We won all three of them, including picking up a seat last time and, and you know so all that got buried underneath the jd vance lost because that was the headline but underneath if you looked and you looked at some of the other races and some state legislative races we won where we overcame some of their gerrymanders you know we're not where you are i wish we were we're not where michigan is i wish we were but this isn't what people think it is this is a, a, a slight lean red state and they're doing their best to turn it right back into a purple state right now and i think we have an excellent chance you know, especially with Joe Biden's manufacturing record, I mean, it, which was evidenced with his vote yesterday, and with your 58, 59 percent, including women and Gen Z, that are going to turn out, are like crazy to, to support uh, our pro, the pro-choice initiative coming up this November, and then we can go straight into pointing out this corrupt hack, Frank LaRose. You may know the speaker of our, a Republican speaker of our House, who yeah. took you know, millions in bribes from First Energy, from failed utilities, so that we, the taxpayers, could bail them out for, and he could become speaker. Um, just you know, got sentenced to 16 to 20 years in prison. And guess what? Our Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, shows up in a lot of emails on how he's on our side. He'll be out there talking for us. The only thing we don't have is a paper trail of money that went to him. But he's, a, he's a allied with these corrupt tax, you know, and he, he's now taking on Sherrod Brown. And you know what? That's That's sort of 
let's let's ride this into a huge pro-choice victory this November and to you know I won't say the words that I would say on my show. Let's call it kicking Frank LaRose's butt this <laughs> November and sending him out of politics forever. Blue Amp uh, YouTube channel with Cliff Schechter. It's youtube.com backslash at C. Schechter. I'll link to all this a little bit later on. Go out there. If you're not following it, it's exceptional. Travel safe, my friend. We'll have you on before too much longer because we got a lot of other things we got to talk about as well. All right, okay? We, we sure do. Thanks a lot, buddy. You take care of yourself. Thank you. You make my show better. My show is better when Cliff Schechter is on it. Let's take a break. Come on back. 952-946-6205. We'll elaborate a little bit more on what Cliff was talking about there as well as get into some other topics as well. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.